You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station, serving up on the double doses for us all. Welcome back to the Real Double Dose Channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live. Thank you for tuning back on here with us again today because here, serving a slice of everyday life is what RDDC is all about. For any questions, show requests, or feedback, or anything under the sun that you can think of, get a hold of us at Real Double Dose Channel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. And as well as Real Double Dose Channel.blogspot.com. Remember, that's .blogspot.com where you can check out the insights, disclaimers, about me section links, and our wonderful guest experts on those pages and insights about enhancing your life overall, especially your mindset and your spirituality and other things, of course. But if you haven't already, and we see thousands of you who have from all over the world, we thank you and we love you. Make sure you sign up for those travel giveaways and free gift card giveaways that most of you have claimed already. So thank you for that. And if you're not tuning in, which we see you are, go ahead to tune in Stitcher Radio. Spreaker.com, Blueberry.com, Spotify, iHeart, iHeartRadio, iTunes, so much more. Deezer, Google, the list goes on. You'll see those all over the links from the Blogspot and SoundCloud. So don't forget those wonderful things. But without further ado, we have a wonderful guest expert that is on here, and we love this wonderful name already, and that is Mr. Arya Brish. Yes. So Arya Brish is a cross-functional expert in growth strategies, commercializing innovation, change leadership, and turnaround. He is also a best-selling author of Lay an Egg and Make Chicken Soup. Mm, That does sound good. And he speaks frequently about the concept of the book and much, much more insight. So how are you doing, Mr. Arya Brish? Good. uh, Happy Thursday, Lex. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Happy Thursday to you. How is life treating you during our stay-at-home feelings? Uh, So far, uh, you know, I've been working from home in the last 10 or 15 years, so it, it didn't change anything for me. Yeah, yeah. The, the big, biggest sacrifice, the, the, my, my gym is shut closed, so oh. to find alternatives. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Maybe jumping jacks. I, I never liked those in school. Yeah. But <laughs> a jump rope or a little walk in nature. Like, a, Yeah, it, it's kind of more functional for those who have been at home to work at home, work from home, because we can adapt a lot better. Than those who are, I mean, I'm used to going downtown too, but I, I do not miss the parking ramp. I do not miss having yeah. to pay for parking, and I do not miss running to the office. I do not miss those things and, at all. So, and the waste of time between meetings, you have to take, you know, one hour drive between meetings. You can, like, I had literally two minutes before we started to talk, I had a meeting with a team, a client in the UK. Oh, wow. <laughs> saving time as well yeah yeah you know it does save time and now the only thing i see people don't really have to say is an excuse on why so they can't be like oh i was out to lunch with my friend oh i was doing this oh really how did you do that wow how no. <laughs> like, no. yeah. but pe- more people are finding more entertaining things to do with their little application on their phone i think this yeah. probably probably <laughs> the biggest era in the world is having the app store downloaded like crazy at this point <laughs> people yeah. they don't have yeah. to convince them on Some of it is a good idea even after the, the lockdown. You know, we discovered different things you can do with your friends and family far away. You never thought about doing and the technology is there so you can do it yeah. in the future. Absolutely. And you know, I was saying before um, in a previous episode that my friends were saying this is the first time they really spent time with their kids to understand who their kids really are. 
And I was like, wow, like after 21 years, your son's 21 years old and you actually got a chance to spend time with him. You're seven year old, you're 15 year old. And like, wow. She's like, well, I'm going crazy for one thing. And I was like, what is that? She said, fast food. I want to go. I said, well, what's the problem? Just rewarm the food. She goes, no, the problem's not the food. The problem is I don't want to pay for six people to eat. I don't know why she can't go to drive through herself, but I mean, obviously she probably feels guilty or they're going to be like, mommy, you smell like McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, without, without anything hesitating the moment of it, can you please lead us into the path of your, um, I mean, basically the foundation of your expert growth and strategies and like different things when it came down to lay an egg and make chicken soup, like, how did you think of that cool name, first of all? Okay, like, let's okay, get... <laughs> so, uh, just to clarify, it's not a cookbook. Yes, not a cookbook, uh, everybody. Time when you, when you, you search for it on, on Amazon, you, you get all these cookbooks uh, coming up. So it's not a cookbook. It, it plays on the metaphor that many new businesses um, usually have. It's called the chicken and an egg. Should, should they spend $10,000 on do market research before I'm sure that my idea is uh, valid. If I'm not sure that my idea is valid, why should I spend $10,000? So it's kind of a chicken and an egg question dilemma that uh, you know every new business or new product uh, is struggling with. Uh, so that's the play play on, on this metaphor. So in, in my case, you lay the egg, I'll just go to it, and then go it, and That is successful chicken soup. Yeah. You know, lay an egg. It does make sense, though. Lay an egg and make some chicken soup. Like, you lay an egg, it grows. And then once it gets to the point of where you can actually make something out, you can have chicken and rice, chicken and noodles. Yes, it's not a cookbook, everyone. This is the recipe of life. And, you know, don't worry, because when I do the show, I always compare things to you know, the parable of a Hershey's bar or the something like that. So I think that the listeners at this point, they're used to be using like a food metaphor to kind of understand because everyone understands food. Everyone understands food. Um, that's one thing, yeah. music and food. That That's what brings cultures together is food and music. Right. That's one thing. Yeah, I, I yeah, just, yeah. So how has it helped right. you with this laying an egg and making chicken, I mean, you know, chicken soup um, with so, the, the qualities of your yeah. life and what you've been? Yeah, so all my career I've been in in new product environment. Even my first job out, out, out of university, I was a design engineer for a new product. Wow. Back in the days when microprocessors just started or micro personal computers just started to emerge and we designed the microprocessor that goes into the personal computer. Uh, so that was my first encounter with, you know, new products, the, the R&D side of it. And, and then uh, as a young engineer, you, you, you think that, okay, I just put the right features in a product and it will sell itself because it's so good and great. Yeah. Not so. You need to invest in the marketing and the logistics and the manufacturing if it's hardware, uh, you know, ecosystem. We'll talk about the ecosystem later. Uh, make sure the ecosystem is ready. And, and so on and so forth. So there, there is 
lots of details, lots of moving parts, I call it, and, and to make this machine working and, and designing or having the good idea is just the beginning of the journey. Later on, later on in the, in the past, say 10, 15 years, uh, uh, when I became a consultant to other businesses, same thing repeat again and again and again. All, all the young engineers and young entrepreneurs they have great ideas, then they, they, don't, they don't know what they don't know. So the, the, the journey is full of landmines. If I take another metaphor, a military metaphor, you have cross for a landmine. You don't know what a mine. My book kind of, you know, map the, the potential landmines that uh, you have to take into account so you, can, you know what to bypass or what mitigation to take so you don't step on one and your idea will uh, disappear before uh, you start commercializing it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So have you seen a lot of people mess up on that where they kind of go all in? Because I heard something about a lot of people put all this work and all this time and all this energy into their business idea but they have no idea about the business even being an idea or to the yeah. point of how it's going to work at all so you have you seen a lot of people fall prey to that in their yeah. minds and they kind of like does their energy stay the same once you tell them the reality of it yeah exactly so you know the statistics that shows that 80 90 percent of the new businesses fail and, and in most cases they fail because of bad execution they don't fail because of it's a bad idea they fail because it's a bad execution. So my, my book starts with how to come up with new ideas and what will make a successful idea, but 80% 80, 80 of my book is about the execution, uh, how to take uh, your uh, new idea into a business success. Mm -hmm. and, and most books most books in this genre, they talk about how to come up with a new idea and how to fund a new idea, but that's where they stop. So I, I take it to the all the other details, all the blind spots, I call them, or landmines or speed bumps that you need to worry about when you start to implement. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, what what are some of the concepts? What what should be at least, um, to, to kind of give all those who are new tuning in and those who are listening, what would be the first? Because that's, I mean, it's really becoming more out there now. I know Robert Kiyosaki had did a, a YouTube video the other day about more people than ever are listening because... Um, he had did his Twitter feed or something like that. And he was getting like 16 likes, 17 likes. Now all of a sudden he's getting 10,000 likes, 16,000 likes. So I'm like, okay. But he was saying how, or should I say, I'm saying how, how does the first process go? Like when a person has an idea, what should be the first thing that they think of behind that idea? Like a why kind of thing? Or, or maybe the idealism of why that idea is even probable to happen? Yeah. So, so why is definitely a, good one-word description of what you have to start with, and if you have a good idea, you need to ask yourself, why, why do people need it? So that's definitely uh, one question to ask yourself. Uh, the other question to ask yourself, so I'm still talking about how to come up with a good idea. Another question is, is yeah, people maybe need it, but maybe there is 20 other suppliers doing the same thing. Let's say, again, going back to the restaurant, or let's say you, you you have an idea for a new restaurant. How many restaurants in the same neighborhood? What kind of food or cuisine each one have? Uh, blah, blah, blah. So try <laughs> to make the idea different enough. So differentiate yourself from the competition. And, and if it's a new restaurant, and I don't know, there, there is 10 Mexican restaurants and no Chinese restaurant, obviously Chinese restaurant will make sense in this neighborhood or in this town or city. 
is a kind of Chinese restaurant, uh, you know, do a Japanese or do a sushi or do a pizza or do Mexican. Yeah. So differentiate yourself from, from the competition is very important. So my slogan or the title of that chapter in the book is saying, uh, it says something like, it's better to be different than to be better. I've seen many, many entrepreneurs coming to me and say, oh, my product is 20% better or 50% better. But guess what? Competition, by the time you finish designing and implementing your idea, your competitors will catch up with this 30% better thing and you, you will be just as good as your competitors. So why, why, why even bother? The trick is to find an angle, find an angle that nobody else is thinking or nobody else is covering or nobody else is uh, able to offer. For example, going back to the restaurant thing, let's say you, you secured uh, the top floor in the tallest building in, in downtown. That gives you a competitive advantage. Nobody else has the same view as you are going to have. So now you differentiate yourself based, based on the view and not based on whatever food you, you offer. Ah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So what about the ones who, like the people out there who get to a point to where not only do they think their product's going to be better than someone else's, but for the simple fact that, you know, they go into it with a, a, a decision of saying, okay, I'm going to talk myself into saying the moment I open up my doors, once I get it launched, once I get all this out the way, I'm going to make a million dollars overnight kind of mentality. And then when they don't see that happening, I mean, some things actually happen. I don't know how high they do, but some things actually happen. So the the setup for the failure that happens in their mind is not really failing, but they see it as, oh my gosh, I've opened up and a week later, I have only like one or two customers. So like, how, how does a person, how would a person have to bounce back from that? Like here now, when people are starting their business and doing more things now, um, they get to a point to where they completely just lose it. I've had a person uh, email the RDC show and say, you know, I've tried several times to open up a business and even online business, and I can't seem to to navigate myself into why it's not working for me. But they have uh, competitors that have 30 or 40 of those things, and they are cheaper than the next, or they don't look as good as hers or his, and yet they're succeeding and they're not. So the clarity on that. <laughs> It's, uh, you, you just touched on, on what we talked before. Yeah. If there are already competitors, you know, you can say, okay, uh, 10 restaurants in my neighborhood are all doing very well, so maybe I should open a restaurant. No, that's a big mistake because uh, the number 11 in the, in the, in the game, you may not, uh, it will take you lots of competitive advantages to think about in order to, to grab people to come to your restaurant and not to the other 10 they like to go to. Uh. Uh, uh, but to answer your question, you have to pace yourself. It's like running a marathon. If you start too fast, you fail. If you go too slow, you, you, you won't reach the point you want to reach uh, in, in a timely manner. And, and there is something called learning curve in any new thing you do, you, you, you're not doing as well at the beginning and you make more mistakes. It costs you more money. You upset some of the early customers because they, you, you didn't deliver to their expectations. Whatever it is, it costs you more than three years later or two years later into the game. So you need to pace yourself, uh, not to have too many mistakes or if it's a software application. 
situation, not to have too many bugs, uh, expose too many, you're guaranteed to have bugs in the software, in the new application, so don't expose these bugs to too many people, try it out with, you know, 300 people before you jump to, you know, a million customers, uh, that called a learning curve. So pace yourself along the learning curve, and the learning curve could be, you know, higher cost, uh, more mistakes, bugs in the system, whatever it is. Pace yourself, don't try to swallow the whole world in overnight. Mm. So th- this is one one uh, risk. The other risk actually is the opposite risk, and, and you have to plan for both. The opposite risk is, what if I'm so successful that it will crash my system and disappoint my customers so they, they'll never come back? Yeah. So if, if you have a, a new air salon with five seats and, and you have, you know, 50 people who want to come and do it, get their service in your place because you are the only air salon in, the, in town, uh, you have to have a system where the people that cannot get in right away uh, will not be disappointed. Uh, there is an example with websites. If the website is too successful, in some cases you hear about websites being crashed because uh, even the government websites are designed to, I don't know, entertain 100,000 users uh, an hour and suddenly there is something, some crisis or something and you have 3 million users per hour. And, and that could crash the website. So you, you need to plan for, you know, a very busy day and uh, you need to plan or budget for a slow start because every start is, uh, will be a slow start because of the learning curve we talked about. Oh, okay. So I want to read something that was uh, over here. And it was uh, from your information, but it, it kind of sums up what I want to just kind of let the listeners hear. I know they're going to go to the blog and, and see it as well, but it says uh, when you were speaking here, it says, I have been involved with hundreds of new product launches in various industries. The same story has repeated itself. The ones that succeed are those that execute well on all the details. It is like a complex machinery. If one small component fails, the entire machine will malfunction. In recent years, I was blessed to mentor dozens of young entrepreneurs in different programs. These young folks have great ideas, but usually missing the experience required to execute from A to Z. I love that. They know A to B well, but fail on the C to Z. I like that. <laughs> so that is awesome. I like that because it definitely shows. Um, and it says, I saw that with so many uh, first time business leaders that I started to write about it first as blogs and later realized that the collection of articles and blogs could make a good hands-on guideline book. And that's what I want to say about that. Like lay an egg and make some chicken soup. That makes complete awesome sense because some people just want to lay an egg and they think it's just going to be fine. No incubating, no heat, no nothing. Just, oh, the egg's here. That's the whole, the whole shebang, but it doesn't. I mean, if you don't, if you don't get a chance to hatch that egg, there's really not going to come anything out of it except a scrambled egg. I mean, we're all scrambled, scrambled egg, you know, <laughs> like seriously, I love when you said that. So let me repeat that to all you who are live streaming right now. But what I was really referencing even more so you can check out more information and, and definitely get yourself deeper into uh, what Mr. Brish has. But from A to Z, they know A to B well, but fail on the C to Z. Oh, my gosh, that was epic. I love that. I love that. Yeah, so in a, going back to the egg and chicken and what have you, they know how to lay the egg. They don't know how to kick a chi- to, to cook a chicken soup. 
No. No. My gosh. Oh, how did you how did you come up with this wonderfulness? Stop. I'm I'm I need to like sit there by you with a pen and paper. I'm like <laughs> I do. It is good. I mean, because a lot of people come to the point where they're like, you know, I just don't know. And and the failure feeling, I know for years I've been doing the same thing you just said. I know how to go from A to B. I can see a little bit, but I don't find my way to Z with the other avenues that I'm not familiar with. When it comes down to content and stuff like that, eh, I'm about 70% maybe. But I mean, ultimately, yeah, so, is so that. By, by the way, the, the, on my website, and we'll talk about my, I'll, I'll mention my website at the end, but uh, there is a checklist, a free download checklist. So everybody can go to my website, download the checklist and just go bullet by bullet. And uh, there is no solution. It's only a, che- it's only a checklist of questions. Did you think about this? Did you think about that? And, and just go through the list. And if, if something surprises you in the list, you, you, you have to, you, you have to really think about how to solve that surprise because that's what will fail you is the things that you're not prepared to address. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need to go on your website and get that checklist again. I know Angela got it, but I need to get one. <laughs> I need to get the checklist too for some ventures I'm, 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 I've been contemplating about for the last, maybe about the last week or so. So do you think it would be better for a person to have, uh, well, someone like Mr. Brish, do you think it would be better, even if I got the checklist to kind of add a partner? Or try to, like, some people want to do social groups. Do you think it would be okay for someone to kind of collaborate with someone to kind of make sure they have an accountability partner to keep their morale up, maybe? Yes, absolutely. That's an excellent question. So there is a whole chapter in my book about uh, risks and mitigating risks. And, and there is a million advantages of, of having a partner from the risk mitigation. Uh, first of all, you can bounce you know, ideas between each other and, and brainstorm. If you're not sure there is a problem, you, you brainstorm about the solution. So you, you have two brains to think about whatever you, you need to think about. That's one. Uh, number two, advantage number two, nobody is perfect. So different people have slightly different skill sets and uh, bring different things to the to the party and, and, and that complement each other. By the way, that brings another thing. I'm kind of jumping around, but uh, there is... Uh, many uh, research now that shows that diverse teams are doing so much better than homogeneous teams. Yeah. So I- I- if you start a business with your best friend from first grade, uh, um, you-, you tend to think alike, so you don't complement each other. It's almost like kind of the same person in two bodies. Oh, okay. If 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 you have a diverse team, and diverse could mean you know anything different different age different gender different uh, background different schools coming from different country whatever the diversity is uh, uh, people tend to think a little differently so they complement each other uh, by looking at the same problem from different angles that's another advantage there is a financial advantage obviously if 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 the investment in the new business is coming from the founders of the business better to spread uh, the risk. Speaking about eggs, not put all the eggs in the same basket. So yes, definitely. Another <laughs> egg metaphor for you. So let's say you have $100,000 to, to start your own business. It's better to you know, put $50,000 in, 
in the new business and have somebody else put another fifty thousand dollar in a new business. So at least you risk fifty thousand dollar, and the other fifty you, you do something else with. So that, that's the financial risk mitigation. So that, there are lots of advantages of, of doing it with a partner. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is very true. You know, I'm, I think for mine, I used to get afraid of being able to have a business partner and have them completely, like you said, all of the eggs in one basket. And then on top of that, having them just be like, oh, six months later, I'm not so passionate about this anymore. You know, that kind of feeling. But that's why we have to really sift sift and dive into who we're dealing with at the same time. And then I've also thought about the funding. Like, it's it's amazing to me how some people can actually raise a million dollars for a business idea. And they want to become a millionaire, but they didn't realize the fact that they already raised a million dollars. So technically they were a millionaire, but they <laughs> just, they just completely let it collapse up under their feet. Like for me, like my inventions. And I looked at that last night. I'm like, man, I want to ask Mr. Brish all these things because I'm like, man, from the inventions I have going on with the invent tech companies, from the different ideas going on. It, it, for me as a, a, a Aries woman, I'll say, it feels like I have about 20 projects just constantly evolving in my head. But that C to Z is where I have this hype from A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then for mine, it'll just fall off at like F or like yeah. just completely yeah. like, okay, so this for, is too yeah, much. Actually, the, the, uh, you said something very, very, very important. Let's say you, you, you have 20 ideas. Uh, you, you're not sure which one is good. which. So uh, there is a process called funnel process so you take all the 20 from a to b and then you see okay stage b uh, what are the results which one did good some will fall off at stage b so now you're down to 15 ideas then you take them to stage c and and a few will fall off and now so eventually you know after you 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 take him you take them to step by step into like you know step c or d you, you end up with one good idea, or maybe a short list of two or three that make the most sense. And, and uh, even large companies, if, if you look at General Motors or IBM or GE, whatever, they, they have this process of looking at sometimes hundreds of new ideas and, and then they take them step by step through the process because they know they can do only five new products per year, not 200, but they still start with the 200 and, and start to filter out the ones that uh, did not pass the, the gate, and, and they have multiple gates of go-no-go till they end up with a short list that they're going to implement. Oh, wow. You know what? I, I <laughs> It kind of brings my theory into this, right? Now, I know that, I mean, from your book being able to be, you know, seriously getting people on their business path and, like, having, you know, the... The young, I mean, younger, and this is the outdated people, the audience, okay? You guys are all young in spirit. So I know we have ages 16 all the way that I've heard to 84. So I'm, our, our, our age range is huge. And I know sometimes we fluctuate between 40% men, um, and sometimes 60% women, it, you know, it fluctuates between those. But at the same time, I'm curious, like when it comes down to some of the fun stuff going on in your book from the reviews and different things happening, I have to know about the prostitution during the gold rush. What is that? <laughs> Come on, Mr. Brish, give us the goodies now. I want to know. <laughs> okay, since you ask, you know, I didn't bring it up, but you asked. I asked, you yeah, asked I asked. So the point in that story is that if there is a need, the need will be served somehow 
spontaneously without uh, without uh, you know too much planning. So the, during the gold rush, most of the people that went after the gold back in the days were guys. But then some women saw the opportunity that if they follow the guys, they can make some money out of being the only female in town. Ah. And, and it, it, it turns out that those females made big fortune for themselves and they became very influential in, in the community because they were the ones with the money to donate to the church, to donate to the, the police, to donate the politicians, and so on and so forth. So I, I brought the example as a, uh, not a negative example, actually <laughs> a, a, a positive in a sense to show that there is when there is a need, it will be filled, eventually will be filled somehow. And in, in the case of these women in the gold rush, they, they did very well for themselves. They did very well for the community that they were part, part of. Yeah, you know, it's and, and positive, by the, yeah. by the way, in California, I, I was surprised when I read it that there was such a imbalance of majority of guys in the early days of California and very few women that follow them that only in the 50s, California became 50% uh, male and 50% females. Wow. Uh, because, you know, in the 80, in the 19th century, when the gold rush started, it was mainly, mainly guys went there and, and it took a hundred years to catch up and, and be in parity between the two genders. Wow. You know what? I, I knew that was going to be positive, though. I was positive that that story was going to be positive. I think it's epic. You know, that makes sense. No matter how we want to cut it and slice it, that makes sense. They followed the, they didn't follow the goal. They followed the men who were following the goal. Okay. Somebody, <laughs> that was, that's epic. And I'm just saying out there, a lot of people get their hustle on to this day doing that where they're like, look, I'm going to go where it is already. You know, when you have someone, who has a building downtown, for example, and there's no restaurants around except you have to drive 10 minutes out, a food truck happens to show up. Or, you know, exactly. a, st- yeah, a street cart vendor shows up. Or you have someone yeah. that's around an accident center. They're going to be like, oh, well, come to the massage parlor or come here. Yeah. yeah, so like the fundraising for a new whiskey distillery, all that stuff got my mind intrigued. But I had to go for the prostitution during the gold rush because I was like, that is epic. That's yeah. epic. Yeah. Exactly, you hit right. I, I, one of my mentees right now, uh, they're doing exactly what you just described. They, the, the gold rush, uh, it's not the gold rush, it's an oil rush in West Texas. There are lots of oil uh, exploration and activities. And sure enough, the, the food trucks uh, is booming over there because the, the oil projects are moving around and, and therefore food supply needs to be mobile uh, to be able to follow the different uh, projects. So one of my my mentees right now is a company that uh, serves the food truck uh, industry in West Texas. Oh, wow. See, that's smart. I was thinking about when they had proposed uh, one of the Amazon space stations opening, I saw 40 acres right next door to it. And I'm not sure the, if, if it's probably not. He probably bought it. Well, Jeff Bezos probably brought it out by now. But at the same time, I'm like, man, that would be epic to have uh, next door to that place. Like, I, I know he would think about that, but to have a food truck right down the road. Oh, come on over. Come sleep and spend the night. Yeah, you could be right. <laughs> a campground site. Just pull on over and give me 50 bucks. That whole understanding of getting those things done. But 
I, I know that people listening to this are going to be able to take so much information and so much knowledge from that alone and, and start thinking about that a lot more. A lot of people want to say, I'm going to start something. I'm going to do this, but they have no idea where to start. If it's even something to go and they feel like everything is kind of saturated at this point. So a lot of people feel hopeless. And then for this whole thing, I told more people now are becoming millionaires than ever in their life. And depression or not, some people are not in a depression. They're in a fulfillment of happiness. So I'm just saying on that one. So if anyone is definitely on their struggles and their hardships of understanding how to make that happen, don't forget to check out the lay an egg and make chicken soup. Definitely by Ari Brish and get that going on for yourself. Is there anything that you would like to leave off with our listeners while we wrap this up and maybe go on their journey? Yeah, yeah. so we just mentioned the free downloads in on my website. So the, the website is www.cxo360.net. Once again, www.cxo360.net. And there is tons of uh, free downloads there that you can use and blogs and articles and what have you. Oh, man, that sounds even awesome. Yeah, so thank you for that, because I'm going to head over there here shortly um, once I finish having some late lunch with my mother and definitely download that. I know uh, Angela over who does the emails, um, she has got her download already. Uh, Anthony said he's about to get his. So <laughs> I want to I download that. And all of you uh, who are out there, I want to say thank you, uh, Mr. Ari Brish, for, for coming on here and blessing us with the insight. You're fun. I love it. And please don't forget to email me later because you know I have to get some insights into this. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll email you the, the, the names thing also. Yeah. If everyone wants to know what we're talking about, we're talking about how unique and beautiful um you know his his name is and at the same time a lot of people in my family have been obsessed over this name since the beginning of time so we're you know we're talking about the goodies we might share with you all we don't know we don't know but i i'm i'm still thinking about that that gold rush thing right now so i'm starting to think about the wine distillery the liquor distillery the whiskey distillery and the prostitution thing with the gold rush and we'll we'll use it in modern day terms and, and make it into something you know whiskey and fun you never get enough of it already but yeah for anybody out there who are all listening to this wonderful show with our wonderful guest expert i'm so happy and blessed that he came on here with us and shared his knowledge and insights and time and his laughs and his spirit with us but rdc family thank you for also tuning in and you can always go like i said before to real double dose channel at yandex.com that's y-a-n-d-e-x.com and real double dose channel dot blogspot.com where you can find all of that wonderful insights about mr ari brish and his whole bio and photo and links and so much more don't forget to go like he said already www.cxo360.net that's www.3xo360.net so that'll be on there as well and just to make sure you tune in for even more so don't forget to be the change feel the passion embrace the power of that wonderful spirit and keep your entrepreneurial mindset fresh and get that download and we'll be back with you very 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 soon thanks for having me Lex. always a pleasure thank you